Welcome to the Independent News Hour in New York. I'm John Tarleton, Editor-in-Chief of the Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper and website. You can find us online at independent.org, I-N-D-Y-P-E-N-D-E-N-T dot O-R-G. It's great to be back with you after last week's preemption. We have a really good show for you today. In our first segment, we look at how we remember the COVID-19 pandemic. Not that the pandemic is entirely over, but life is gradually returning to normal here in New York. Mayor Bill de Blasio is going to celebrate the occasion tomorrow by presiding over a ticker tape parade. It'll be for essential workers who helped get the city through the worst days of the pandemic. The parade is slated to begin at 11 a.m. and will head up Broadway through the Canyon of Heroes to City Hall. Not to be outdone, Governor Andrew Cuomo is trying to build a memorial to the essential workers over at nearby Battery Park City. But he's run into a buzzsaw of criticism since residents learned last week that the governor planned to tear up part of a popular park to build his memorial. Moms and their children camped overnight in the park to fend off bulldozers that were parked nearby. Social media lit up, local politicians erupted. And for now, Cuomo has backed down to help make sense of what happened and how it connects to Cuomo's penchant for placing uh, monuments over at uh, Battery Park City. We're joined by Todd Fine. Todd is a Lower Manhattan preservationist and activist who has been following the situation closely. Todd, welcome to WBAI Radio. Hi. Hi, John. How are you? Uh, doing great. So for our listeners, first of all, can you walk us through uh, what happened over at Battery Park City at the beginning of last week, uh, starting uh, with this uh, almost a decree-like announcement from the governor that he was going to tear up part of the park to build a monument? Yes. Yeah, so on on June twenty third, uh, the governor released the governor's office released a series of images of this memorial uh, that was planned right in the middle of an active uh, park, Rockefeller Park, on the northern part of Battery Park City. Uh, there was no notice. There was no uh, community input, and pretty soon uh, after the announcements, parents, locals started organizing. They they created WhatsApp groups and a Twitter hashtag and a campaign. And it was, I guess, a very organic uh, development. They had a petition with 7,000 uh, 7, signers, and they started camping out. They put signs on all the trees uh, in that area. And it eventually led basically for the governor to to back down and say that he wants to he's willing to move it to a different location. Probably still. Do you think yeah. he, and the reason the governor backed down was just the bad optics of uh, having all these children and their moms uh, park, uh, parked in front of his bulldozers? I think so. I think they didn't want a confrontation, certainly. Um, they probably also didn't, uh, you know, want to, to have the Battery Park City Authority really antagonize the residents there as much as it was happening. I see. And, and, and where do things stand now? Well, there, uh, it looks like they're going to try to keep it in Battery Park City. So Battery Park City, for people who don't know, is sort of a special zone in New York City because it's controlled by a public corporation that, that is controlled basically by the government and doesn't have any city input. So Cuomo has treated Battery Park City as a place where he can sort of unilaterally make decisions about land use and about the placement of memorials. Uh, so they may try to find another place in Battery Park City, 
but it's very likely that they will uh, encounter the same opposition uh, because people will object to that location for other reasons. Right. And, and the governor has already placed two memorials in Battery Park City within the past year. Is that correct? Yes, it's it's remarkable. There's there's a, a memorial for a Hurricane Maria, which, of course, occurred in Puerto Rico, not in Manhattan. But there is a memorial for that in Battery Park City. And there's a memorial for uh, Mother Cabrini, uh, which notably became a, a fight between the governor and the mayor when uh, the mayor's monument uh, commission program to honor women excluded uh, the Italian saint, even though she had received the most nomination from the public. And the governor uh, turned around and did a memorial in less than one year. Mm. And uh, I remember looking at the um, the the website for the uh, memorial to the victims of Hurricane uh, Maria uh, the other night, and I was struck by how much it seemed to be a memorial to Governor Cuomo and his uh, e- efforts on behalf of Puerto Rico after that storm. Yeah, I I think nobody can say that this that uh, Governor Cuomo is bad at putting his name on anything that he builds or is responsible for, and it, it, both in the case of Hurricane Maria and in the case of uh, the the planned memorial for uh, the essential workers, uh, Governor Cuomo's name was certainly uh, quite prominent in the plaque that was released to the public. And uh, what, what do you think is the larger reason that uh, Cuomo um, you know, has uh, wanted to place this essential workers memorial um, over in Battery Park City? I mean, we as you pointed out, Battery Park City is sort of the ideal place for him to kind of operate on his own. But why does he want this so badly? Well, you know, this this is one of these things where there, we we might want to be cynical and say, oh, Cuomo is just uh, trying to get a photo op and he's just trying to, to, to show that he's a great uh, champion of the essential workers. That would be the cynical interpretation. The less more charitable would be that, you know, we have the the city went and the state went through COVID nineteen, and there he had a lot of union leaders who he had he had put on a commission to to uh, honor the essential workers, and so they feel like some you know some recognition needs to take place. I think the larger critique, though, is that is do the essential workers need a monument, or do they need things like affordable housing and uh, and other benefits? And I think that's that's the real question here. Mm. And and, uh, I think you have an idea in mind for where where they might uh, get some affordable housing uh, with uh, an assist from the governor if he was so willing. Yeah, right. Right next to uh, the port uh, to Battery Park City is uh, the World Trade Center, which has a site five World Trade Center that's up for grabs and activists for. Over uh, 10 years now have been advocating that it be a fully affordable, 100 percent affordable building. But yet the the current plan proposed by uh, the governor and the city is to make it a luxury uh, tower run by Silverstein and Brookfield uh, properties. Well, that doesn't seem like that's going to work out to the um, benefit of many essential workers. I don't think so. But there there are people working on that. And, and I think maybe that's one of the greatest uh, developments from this little spat in Battery Park City is that it shows that activism can work. 
um, if people come together. So just as Battery Park City moms and dads fought uh, to stop this memorial in their park, maybe we can advocate for more affordable housing at the World Trade Center. Right. And and just one other thought on the on the successful activism around that park, which is it's always good to see you know when people are able to uh, rally in, in defense of, of their community like that. Of course, uh, the people who live over there are, are, are mostly white, mostly middle or upper middle class. And, um, you know, it's it, I, I think um, we can also uh, wonder or, or hope that uh, that uh, politicians would be more responsive in the future to to other communities that maybe don't have the same amount of uh, uh, social capital as the the people at Battery Park City. They certainly showed how you can leverage uh, your power. But uh, what what can we? Uh, I guess um, we'll, we'll have to see if uh, the city government go, go, and state government going forward will be more responsive to other less uh, less advantaged communities. Absolutely. And if there's one lesson, it's that bring cute kids. <laughs> your protest. Indeed. All right. Well, Todd Fine, uh, Lower Manhattan preservationist and activist, thank you so much for joining us this evening on WBAI Radio. Thank you, John.